0: All right, welcome to Rain City Supercars, episode ten, I think.
1: Yeah, well, well, it's about as far as we can count without our shoes taking taken off. So, well, luckily you have yours off. I do. Well, that's because we're in our new podcast location, aka my house slash my couch.
0: (laughs) Only the highest technology for us. So, if you
1: hear us snoring, you know one of us fell asleep.
0: Maximum effort. (laughs) Maximum effort.
1: Dan and I were just discussing, we think we need a theme song, but I don't think the A-Team would loan us their theme song.
0: I would. I want it so bad. I know.
1: I'm, I'm sure we could gladly pay for it, but I don't know who, you know, Lord knows what they'd want us to pay. The royalties, oh man. The royalties. Maybe it came with the van, though.
0: That'd be kind of fun.
1: <laughs> <laughs> How was your week, Dan? Or your weekend?
0: Oh, God, I had the worst weekend ever. Um,
1: Dan tried to die.
0: I did. I... I don't know if I had just like the worst case of the flu I've ever had in my life or food poisoning or what. But uh, after Thanksgiving, I went home and I woke up promptly around midnight. I was fine. All the way through Thanksgiving, no issues. I was feeling a little off earlier that week, but didn't think anything of it. I didn't have a fever, no stuffed up nose, nothing. I was just, maybe I'm overtired, whatever. I really didn't think that much of it. Thursday night, right around midnight, I woke up and I was like, oh, I don't feel right. Went to the restroom. Spent the next 12 hours in there, just like, you know, that, that and you
1: have a nice bathroom, but I don't know if I'd want to spend that much time in it. Yeah, that, that, so. <laughs> you, that frozen under
0: the blanket, like I'm not even going to move. Oh. I'll sleep between passing out.
1: Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. So sorry.
0: I wish for death.
1: You were close. You were close. I came and visited you briefly. You know, I, I was going to wear one of those lovely, you know, surgical masks, but you seemed like you were on the recovery. You needed uh, fluids and hydration, but other than that, uh,
0: I left the house once between Thursday and Sunday, so I made the most of my extended <laughs> weekend. I somehow still managed to spend a buttload of money over black friday did you <laughs> yeah did you spend did you buy i actually i actually made money because i was selling stuff this weekend <laughs> i gotta do that now i finally yeah. ordered up my roof rack for the land cruiser nice. which would be awesome aluminum uh the guys who did my front bumper descent off-road are doing a custom aluminum rack
1: uh, nice
0: it'll compensate for a 42 inch light bar up top it'll hold my uh ARB awning i'll have my spare tire rack up there when i need it uh, roto pack uh fasteners
1: will it fit in the garage
0: uh, you know what's funny? It's a super low-profile rack. With everything off of it, it actually takes up uh, the same amount of height. It's the same height as my factory rack. Oh, okay. Yeah, so... Which
1: is less than two inches from the top of your yeah, garage door. So it
0: literally like rubs <laughs> across the garage door, a little rubber strip on the bottom.
1: So do you take off the factory racks? No. No. no, no it's it, the same it, height.
0: I just go really, really slow. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, I do take off... Sorry, I, I misunderstood. Yes, I do yeah. take off the factory roof rack to mm-hmm. put on the descent rack. Nice. Yeah, so if you're a Land Cruiser person or, or a Toyota Tacoma person, I highly recommend their stuff. Their front bumper they got is one of the highest quality pieces I've ever seen built for anything. It is m- just made to be abused, but fits really well yeah, you know, you we put it on.
1: Yeah, Dan and I put that on, and, and I was really surprised. Like, I was expecting to come in. Dan was always saying, we got to help me about the bumper, and it was it – was pieced out moduli it was really easy to do like i mean besides uh grinding off with the end caps on the frame rails which was probably pretty easy for you yeah that was a really easy bumper to put on i was surprised
0: yeah it's just it's very well designed so i'm excited to get the roof rack on he just he just put it out like a month and a half ago and he's i mean it's going to be two to three months before you even get the thing so oh okay so you gotta that's right he does batch stuff right yeah he does it yeah. in batches yeah. um, so doing that um, I ordered the upper and lower control arms for the rear from metal tech so I'm gonna have a little more lo- a little more travel in the rear now uh, which of course we need
1: yeah absolutely well, you know to support the, uh, the 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 new cooler you're gonna put back there and and things like that yeah refrigerator
0: yeah, refrigerator <laughs> absolutely okay <laughs> understood uh, I got a Chromecast for twenty bucks which I didn't a really of need, people have bought those so chrome sell it <laughs> <laughs>
1: I've so many times done that where I bought something and went, I don't need this, like, but you, know, you
0: end up buying it anyways. Yeah, probably. I'll just play with it for home automation, and then probably sell it honestly, just to kind of play with anyone. It's amazing to me where home
1: automation is going. Like, yeah. I just, I just bought a new TV, as you can see, and as of today, I got a new TV today, and I got an iPhone ten, so it's a big technological day in my life. So <laughs> I don't think I'm in control
0: of my apartment anymore, <laughs> but, but I yeah. like it. Yeah. So. Um, so I, I had fun with car stuff. Uh, yeah. Oh, I did get to. Uh, the, don't worry, folks. I swear to God, this is on topic. One of the things I did get is I got a compact uh, impact and a lithium-ion brushless 3 h ratchet. Or not an air, uh, not an air ratchet, but a ion like uh, power. Lithium, yeah. Okay. 3 h ratchet. So I'll finally be able to get into those tight spaces.
1: <laughs> does it? Uh, does it run off of your Dewalt battery system? It's or? actually a Milwaukee system. Dewalt Milwaukee. doesn't even make one. So yeah, I actually I have a Dewalt impact and Dewalt uh, just hand drill. I love it. Great, great yeah, drill. I
0: actually have a. I have two DeWalt Impacts. I have my super awesome one. I have their half-inch hog ring brushless 20-volt oh, with the 5-amp oh, 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 battery. Oh, oh, oh. yeah. <laughs>
1: Very Tim Allen. If, yeah. if you
0: can't get a bolt or nut off with that thing, it's probably not coming off. I love that thing. And then, I've, of course, I've got their standard brushless uh, uh, impact driver, the small one, the quarter-inch, which is actually great. I use that for small projects all the time. That thing is awesome. And then I've got just a regular uh, drill driver. A bit
1: driver. I, ever sure. since, like I said, I moved into apartments and things like that, I I, I downsized a lot of my tools because I don't have a place to keep them. So I've got to start investing and looking. Like I got rid of my floor jack. I mean, it was a it was a big ass floor jack that I, I had bought, but mm-hmm. it was like you know special at, at Auto AutoZone or Shucks or something like that. So I mean, it was still great, um, but I, I need to find something new because and low profile.
0: Yeah, that was I actually ended up just getting mine at Harbor Freight uh, for. For the tough jobs, I you know I take it to our buddy and I use the rack, or I am gracious enough to have friends with lifts that I can use.
1: Can I say that Harbor Freight tools scare me? Oh yeah, it always have. Like I've, <laughs> like, it's like oh yeah, here's a a two ton jack for seven dollars. Like now climb under the car. No. <laughs> why you should use jack
0: stands no
1: i know Just saying like oh you mean the jack stands that come with it yeah they're an extra six dollars no thank you
0: yeah so the only reason i got that one though is is it's it's low profile and extended height so it fits both under the vet and the cruiser which is a tough job for one tool to do so far it's been fine if you don't use it that often but uh, i've had their stuff in the past and I don't expect the best quality out of it, but I mean, like their aluminum jack there that they have is the exact same one on Amazon. I've compared them side by side mm-hmm. that a buddy of mine has the Amazon one and I used to actually have the Amazon one too. And then another buddy had that one. I said, I got to check this out. If you can find a difference, like I swear they're made in the same factory and just sprayed a different color. That's it. Oh, I'm sure. So It's
1: just like the clothing industry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, speaking of car tools and car stuff, let's talk about car stuff. Well, Physical stuff, stuff in your car.
1: Yeah, I mean, if uh, you live around the Northwest, you notice that the last few days and weeks have been kind of interesting between, you know, just massive rain, which, I mean, I can't believe we got rain in Seattle. That's so weird. I know, it's strange. And the winds. I brought up to Dan. I said, you know, we've talked about, you know, having your car prep ready. But what happens if you're somewhere and, you you know, your, your car can't get through, you, you're blocked in? You know, everything from winter boots, coats, you know, jump packs, things like that. I, and I realized this while saying this, that from going up in the mountains with Dan and, and knowing that um, he has everything from shovels to butt wipes, which, you know, some of us need, um, <laughs> you know, I for, s- in both cars. For, for snow trenching, um, but <laughs> I realized i have going, going through the BMW and, and I just, I don't have anything in there. And not that it goes out on big trips right now, just because it's kind of my, yeah. my city driver, but like with the Triumph, like I, <laughs> I have to carry a full tool set and things like that yeah. and jump box just because that car at any moment can go, I've decided not to work anymore. <laughs> and you have to be able to work with it on the side of the road. But growing up, I remember my dad used to drive back and forth to Pullman all the time. And my mom, I, and, and he, him and her probably put it together. But he, I remember there was always this duffel bag in the trunk. And it always had, you know, like road flares and extra gloves and boots. If he got stuck on the side of the road, that he would be fine and stay warm. And that that always stuck with me as something that was like a really smart thing to do.
0: Yeah, uh, and you know with a lot of my road trips it's amazing how much stuff I have learned that I don't need with me and stuff I mm-hmm. do that I I don't overpack. I'm actually a very light packer for myself when it comes to clothes and things like that. I tend to pack very small if I'm going on a road trip, I'm like I'm never going to see these people again. I'm going to wear t-shirts and shorts whatever. So, but as far as the stuff in my car, I actually have a quite extensive list. Yeah. And for just driving around here in the vet, I'm I'm fortunate that I have the two very polar opposite vehicles because I don't have to carry a lot in the vet. Let's talk about that. Let's take a quick break and then we'll go into what we actually carry in here and why and some things that I know people don't normally carry that they'll be glad they have once they have it in there. Everybody needs
1: an inflatable doll, Dan.
0: Hey everybody, this is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M Squared Fitness at m2 fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free, but remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. All right, we're back, and I'm still trying to figure out a response to your blow up doll comment. How do you use the carpool lane? Oh, that makes perfect sense. Okay. Anyway. Stop
1: going perverted on me all the time. I understand (laughs) that I give you the reason, but. (laughs) So, uh, as Dan and I are discussing proper things that we believe to have in your car, it's in our minds, it's somewhat of a virtual little kit for your car.
0: Yeah, I actually have. I mean, we've talked about this, but Nick and I both have physical kits. I have a bag in the back of my car. He's got a bag in the back of his car, and it's kind of it's our bug out bag for our cars. And a bug out bag, and because, a bug out bag. You know, yeah. we live
1: by a volcano, so it's <laughs> bound to happen. Well, you know, and and the way I came about this, like I said, growing up, my father used to drive between uh, Spokane and Pullman all the time, and my parents had put together a bag in the back of the car that he would take with him, no matter what. It had gloves, it had a jacket, it had boots, it had jumper cables, things that if if something happened in a winter storm or something, he would be able to survive until help was arrived. And that has always bled into my life. And actually, the first place I ever got a kit before
0: I even put one together was costco yeah and by far i've looked all over i really have it looked on the amazon there's tons of like you know car kits that are out there but above and beyond costco typically does have the best one i've found they really do they, they do a ton of research and find the
1: best kits like i have bought a car kit from them which came from everything from which we'll get into but it came with road flares jumper cables a screwdriver a pair of pliers some ro- uh some, some duct tape, uh, and a couple of other things. Yeah. Um, that, And I also bought a jump box there. Yeah. And, you know, you you have a little bit more knowledge on jump boxes. I, I've, like I said, I've had hit or miss with mine. I bought it at Costco. It's been great, but, I, I mean, it's been operator error. But um, the thing I've found is, even with the small Triumph, I only
0: get, like, one or two jumps
1: out of it if I need yeah. to. And
0: that's typical for most jump boxes. What you're looking for is a minimum amp base of 600 amps. That's enough for one good crank out of a very large V8 or a diesel, but multiple attempts out of a small four-cylinder like most people have for a commuter car. The 400-amp the ones are popular, and they're everywhere out there, and you'll see them for as low as 30 40 bucks on Amazon, and they work fine. The first one I have is one of those, but over the years, I've found that one good crank is not usually enough to get you going if your battery is really dead, but the 600- to 700-amp ones will turn over you multiple times on a small motor, or even like I've I've jumped big trucks with them before, it's no problem. Fires right up, and a Lamborghini once. You have made mention of this to, to me before. You don't
1: carry jumper cables anymore. I mean, it, it not, it's not just a space thing. It's a it's it's a ease.
0: Yeah, I just I've never had the use for them. I'm pretty uptight about the maintenance on my vehicles. I tend to go overboard with maintaining my vehicles versus less for the most part. The cruisers a never ending battle, but even with the Corvette, I'm usually ahead of, I'm always ahead of schedule changing fluids, uh, especially, I mean, it's not that I just, it's not that I drive it harder than I should. I just feel like it's, it's preventative in the long run, especially for the next owner. I like having all those records to say, Hey, look, I've taken really good care of this thing. I check the battery, you know, I leave my battery plugged in all year when I, uh, on a battery tender in the cold months in the garage. So it's like those things I don't worry about nearly as much. And on top of that, uh, I have some great coverage. Yeah, um,
1: you know, we had talked about this before in a couple of podcasts, but um, AAA is, is, is a service that I really, really love. And a lot of people don't realize that if they don't have AAA, they may have another type of roadside assistance that they don't know they have.
0: Right. Uh, like In my case, I don't have AAA, but I do have uh, towing and emergency services included even on my credit cards. I have, uh, through Boeing Employees Credit Union, it's part of their standard package for just having a visa or a debit card with them. Uh, it's also included in my insurance policy with Geico, and it's—I it's, think I pay like literally less than ten dollars a year, and it yeah. covers towing, fuel, uh, you know, emergency fuel up, anything, like, all roadside assistance. Most insurance policies will have the
1: option, and you should ask for it. Most of the collector cars, like you know, the Haggerty and stuff like that, it's included. And yeah. I have found if you—if you're carrying American Express, they have a, a, a
0: roadside service yeah. that you can use. Uh, and so I think that's the start of our bag is making sure you have your 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 t's uh, crossed and your eyes dotted before you even leave the house because there's a lot of things you need to do ahead of time to get. To, so <laughs> the best way to get out of one of these situations is to never be yeah, in it. One. Well, and like you said, starting with proper maintenance care for the car, you'll have to carry less, and less will break. Yeah, and it's like when I do my big road trips, and people I actually have gotten a lot of messages of how do you prep for such a long journey? Like I've done you know, 5,500 plus miles in my Corvette and my GTR and my last Corvette. Like I've done these big road trips and a lot of it comes with that week before as I'm doing, I'm already prepping and planning. And that's getting the car up in the air, taking a look at everything underneath, making sure my exhaust isn't leaking, make sure my uh, intakes are, and my air filters are clean, making sure the tires have uh, even wear all the way across. Just getting ahead of all this stuff before it even starts, I mean, it goes a long way. And it sounds like that seems like excessive. Well, not when I'm, you know, 3,500 miles from home. And I have a tire size that isn't in stock absolutely anywhere because it only fits one single car. That's 335 25 20 for the rear of the vet in a Pilot Supersport ZP, which stands for zero pressure. Which, guess what other car that's on? None. None. <laughs> so, yeah, needless to say, this is uh, just getting ahead of that stuff. I mean, it will save you tons of headache in the long run.
1: Well, and obviously, car kits and not kit cars that we're talking about, car kits change with the season. The bags I keep in my cars right now, obviously the Triumph's put away, but the BMW and things like that, you know, there's, there's i I've always, I'm always carrying a pair of gloves. I'm always trying to carry a pair of boots, an extra jacket, something that if, if I was caught in a winter storm or something, that I could keep myself
0: warm because obviously that's, that's the first priority is keeping yourself alive. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I've, it's exactly that. I don't have any of that stuff in the vet because the vet's sitting comfortably in the garage yeah. where it's nice and warm. Uh, but well, yeah, but for the summer, you don't need the gloves. I mean,
1: you know, <laughs> you. on that note, you always, always should be carrying a pair of, of good rubber gloves that you can work
0: on your car if you need to. Yeah, uh, Amex gloves. I was going to say, any, any suggestions there, Dan? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My glove sponsor, Amex gloves. Yeah. Yeah, you need gloves. Uh, actually, those are great gloves, but uh, I always carry rubber gloves with me. That's probably job number one. Uh, gloves, why are they so important? Why are you saying gloves are all this important? They're just rubber gloves. Well, one, because if you ever come to the scene of an accident or you are in one, you're gonna need. You're gonna want to make sure that you're covered and safe from bodily Absolutely. fluids from somebody else. This is. Uh, it seems it's one of those situations you never. You hope you never have to use them for that. You will always find a use for them outside of that. Whether it's changing a tire in the cold or inspecting something under your car. If you run over a stick you need to get out, you'll just be glad you had something to keep your hands protected. But in the worst case scenario that you need to stop some bleeding or something like that and do some first aid, you'll be really glad you had those. And even if you're not the one doing it, you'll be glad that you're giving it to somebody else. Well, and that's and that's
1: a very good place to start like I said. And I always have a good duffel bag in my car. Yeah. Is is I start with the gloves and I start with warm I have a pair of work gloves, I have a pair of warm gloves. Yep. The second thing I always have in there is a good first aid kit. Yep. Because I've always found that you you know, you just never the, to the simplest idea. And and you've you've mentioned this before. Having ibuprofen. <laughs> like it's a long drive, you know, no matter how comfortable your car is, you get a
0: little sore. It's good to have. Yeah, some kind of pain reliever. I can't and even imagine how many times I've given it out to other people, let alone myself. But you know, another thing on first aid kits, if you have just about any car built in the last 10 years, you probably have one anyway. Yeah. Like, they're an option that pretty much every dealer puts it on the build list, whether you wanted it or not.
1: It wasn't, you remember, it wasn't a really big thing, but remember when the Xterra first came out? Yeah. And that was a big I, option in the tailgate, like, is you got this really extensive... First
0: aid kit. Yeah, they. that's yeah. funny. And a, and a table. And a table, yes. <laughs>
1: to work on your patient.
0: Yeah, I remember when that was a big deal, but now it's uh, I think the first car I had one in was my 2001 Lexus IS300. And I thought it was so cool that I had a built-in first aid kit.
1: Well, I mean, yeah, and you can find these, obviously. I mean, most of the things we're going to talk about, you can find in a kit, like um, uh, from Costco or from yeah. Amazon, things like that. But a first aid kit's good. Always be carrying Band-Aids, some Neosporin, something like that, because... I always seem that if I'm out of my car doing something, even if I'm wearing gloves, I cut myself or I do something. You know, That
0: just proves you worked on it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's grease in this
1: cut, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> you didn't do any work until it's bleeding. No, yeah. <laughs> it's not working. The next thing that I always say, and, and this is somewhat overlooked, is I, I always think with, with part of your maintenance is you should check your fuse box and you should always carry extra fuses with you.
0: Yeah, it seems silly, uh, and it's not nearly as common today to need this. But uh, you're right. Uh, I actually blew in there the other day I was putting. That's stupid to me. This is my own fault. I was uh, playing with my fog lights and my new bumper, mm. and I Decorating. they're fused into the factory fog light switch. Mm-hmm. And so I put them in there, and I didn't didn't think when I put them in there to pl- uh, disconnect the battery. So sure enough, by plugging them in, I blew the fuse. Luckily, mm-hmm. it was all just a fuse. Thank God, that's what it's there for. Yep. Thank God, I had extra fuses, because yep. I have a full set in the Land Cruiser and especially with today's cars
1: pull out your owner's manual there are so many people i have been in their cars and they've got new cars and i've opened their glove box and the owner's manual is still sealed in plastic and i'm like oh yeah have you read this no i was watching a video on youtube of a very popular car youtuber and he was trying to change the fuse in a mercedes s500 and searching all over the car for the fuse box and it ended up being like in the <laughs> rear trunk I mean, always know where that is. I mean, just pull out your owner's manual, get to know your car. That—that's. I mean, I think the basis of this conversation, before even having the emergency kit, is know your car and good maintenance.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, but reading your owner's manual—it's funny, and I can—I guarantee you, there's some of our listeners who are like rolling their eyes, are like, "This seems pretty obvious." Yeah, I've been in plenty of cars with my car enthusiast friends who don't know jack about their cars. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, and I mean, I've been About in cars
0: where it's like, you. everybody assumes the fuse panels either right by your foot or under the steering wheel, and it's not anymore. No, the one my Corvette has two. Uh, one is in the trunk, under the carpet, where there like you would think there would be a spare. Op- There's not in that car, but it's buried. Yeah. Really buried. That's where you, in fact, I've got to wire in the wiring for the way lens in that car, and I have to wire it all the way back to the trunk. because oh, that'll o- be fun. Because the other fuse box is under the hood. On the right-hand side, in front of the dry sump, so and there's no access through that firewall to nope. run that cable. Nope. So, and I don't really want to run a USB cable through my firewall. <laughs> it's no fun. No fun.
1: Um, the next thing we always say, and again, this is, uh, there are probably listeners rolling their eyes. Is I always have a reversible screwdriver, One, something that you can pull oh, yeah. out the flathead or or a. Phillips, I almost almost forgot the name, I was like, Flathead, or the T1, and again, most of these things are stuff you can find in a kit, like, I always carry a good screwdriver, I always carry one set of pliers, I carry some some electrical tape, Yeah. and you know, a lot of cars, like, especially my BMW, has a kit in it, like, it came came with a good pair of pliers, a couple of fuses, it came with, like, a couple of Allen wrenches to do some different, smaller things, a lot of cars have these kits in them, see what you have, and then you won't be carrying double.
0: Yeah, on my road trips, uh, even with the Corvette, uh, like I said, I don't have a spare, but what I do carry with me is a plug kit. But before I even get into that, uh, when I build my little tool bag, because that car actually doesn't come with any tools, it's like, why would you work on it? That's <laughs> our most modern car. We gave you a warranty. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I've I've got a socket that fits my, my lug nut, uh, just in case, uh, a screwdriver that I put in there, just in case I need to undo something. Uh, a whole a whole breaker bar because I've got no tire iron but in the case that I need to get under there and fix something or I run over something and get stuck under the car I need access to that stuff um, another thing that's kind of odd is I also carry a jack and jacking pucks those cars and you need to look at this if you have a newer modern car especially with something like a vet there are things called jack pucks um, and this can be if you don't have one here's a little cheaters tip any sporting goods store when I say puck I mean puck It's a hockey puck. Hockey puck, yeah. And the reason you use them is they fit in the top of hydraulic jacks. That little little bowl that's on there is the perfect size of a hockey puck. Interesting. And so I have, when you make them for the vet, you use eye bolts that you just screw right into them, and they twist into the little spots in the frame. What this does is it protects your frame when they lift it on a rack. And unless you are a Corvette guy, they're not going to know that. So if I'm in the middle of nowhere and I need a repair shop, I'm saving my own butt. Uh, just in case, uh, I haven't had to use it yet, but I have lent them out quite a few times.
1: Well, and you brought up a very good point, And this is something that I have had conversations with, with people at my gym and I've talked to people about cars and it's like, well, you know, I, I a Corvette's probably a good example. Well, I don't have, I don't have a spare tire, so I don't need that stuff. That's not true. At I've all. been on the side of the road with cars that don't have a flat tire, but we've got brake issues and you got to pull the wheel off exactly. to look at something And so it's always important to have something to be able to take your tires off, even if you don't have an extra tire. And that is, again, going through your car, making sure that if your car does carry an extra spare, that the jack is there. That not just the jack is there, but the the little handle that cranks the jack up. I've been there trying to turn it with a pair of pliers
0: to get the car to come off the ground. Oh, I've done that. It's not fun. I've cheated. Uh, So I have all that stuff with me, but on my road trips, I carry my my miniature impact gun. Mm Mm-hmm. And I have a socket that fits over the end of that. Oh, that is cheating. <laughs> but it's ingenious. Instant up. Instant up, it down, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Pretty great stuff. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, let's uh, go back. Speaking of the tire thing, one of the things I carry with me in both cars is a tire plug kit. Now, this is different because a lot of people sit there and they think that they're either –
1: they have cars that have run flats, which always research what you have. And then they, they talk about the goo, which if you go to a discount tire, they hate you if you have tire goo because the, as you've said, the tire doesn't balance and it's tough. Yeah. But a tire, what, what did you call it? A tire plug kit. That's different.
0: Yeah. See what this does is it has like a an auger bit, and what you basically you find the puncture, which is usually you know a screw or whatever, and you remove it. Obviously, all that air is going to come out, but then you take this auger bit and you auger that out until it's a perfectly round hole. It's nice and easy to get into. And then you shove these, uh, they're very tacky, tarry rubber tire plugs, and you shove them right in there. It takes one, usually it only takes one if it's a small impact or a small puncture, or two if you need it. Uh, off-road tires, are run into larger amounts. like if you buy the ARB kit, which is good for all cars, by the way. It's still by far the best kit out there is the ARB one. Uh, it's made in Australia. Those guys know how to do plug kits, but anyway, kind of need it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) More things out there that'll kill you than anywhere. You shove those in there and you plug in a little mini compressor and you don't need to spend a lot on these. You don't need to fully air your tires up to get to the next stop. But one of these things, that is a semi-permanent fix versus just a patch or putting on your spare. This is way better than putting on your spare. It takes about the same amount of time and you'll inflate the tire you've got back on it and it'll be good to go. Not just for... 10 miles up to 45 miles an hour but this will literally seal the tire you cut off you just take a little razor and you cut off the excess of those plugs but I mean those things will last you not a little while but thousands upon thousands of miles if you have to
1: well and it's important they, they will last you but if you oh, do yeah. use this the first chance you have to see a tire specialist do it so that they can look at it and make sure that you've sealed it correctly because the best case scenario you're getting yourself off the road right I mean and, and, and you're going down the road worst case You're still getting yourself off the road and getting yourself to safety
0: yeah this is a a middle of nowhere fix but it's it's way easier than putting on a spare even in my experience once you like seriously just watch a youtube video on it you'll be like that's it really yep air up your tire good to go learn to drill your tires yes Yes. (laughs) absolutely
1: (laughs) auger your tires auger your tires. okay so we've covered the first aid kit we've covered warmth warm gear we've covered first aid kits i'd say that again we've covered um making sure that you have a jack jack stands making sure that you have pliers
0: screwdrivers what
1: what what else do you think you need
0: in this yeah, kit? I, I, like I said, we were talking about it. The air compressor, big deal. Uh, a little one of those is a must have in, in my book. They they take up almost no space. You can fit the plug kit inside the compressor pocket, so it's just this one little thing. Uh, they run, and most of them run off your uh, yeah, either off your battery or your cigarette lighter. Do the one in the they cigarette lighter. Cigarette lighters anymore? I don't know. It's like a power outlet. Power I guess out now. outlets now? Yeah, yeah. Nobody smoking. Showing my age. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back so in my day. So, so we've gotten quite a ways. Uh, one of the other things. Uh, that I always recommend is a blanket. Absolutely, uh, I carry one year round. Doesn't matter what it is. If you're cuddling day. on the side of the road, no, okay. Do you really? Do you? This, this is why you're single. You don't. You don't take dates to cuddle and on the side I've of the road. I've
1: said this before. There's a lot of reasons I'm <laughs> single.
0: So. Uh, you know, it's funny. I I don't think I've ever used mine to keep warm. What I've used mine for countless times over is to throw on the ground and get under my car, mm-hmm. uh, or to work on something, or just to throw down on the side of the road when I'm going to cuddle with somebody. See, see, see. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Roadside cuddling is romantic. <laughs> no, you're right. It
0: At it, 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 least it gives you a barrier between the road and, and working on the car. Yeah, and I use... Um, I wish they don't make them anymore. Ogeo, the bag company. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're famous for golf bags. They made the best picnic blanket out there because it had a little shoulder strap with it. It folded down nice. It was waterproof on one side. You can get other ones on Amazon and stuff, but I love this thing. I get them on eBay. You can usually find them because they were branded for some company party or whatever, and somebody's putting it on eBay for their... You know, State Farm Insurance OGO blanket (laughs) for five bucks. I won it
1: in a raffle. Yeah.
0: Yeah, exactly. Those things were about 60 bucks new. They are tough as nails. You can throw them in the washroom when you're done, but they buckle up nice. They fold really nice and flat so they don't take up much space in the trunk. Like I said, I carry one all the time. Well, and all of these things that we're describing, I mean, minus an extra pair of boots in the winter, really
1: can fit in a nice little duffel bag and and hide away in your trunk. It's not anything that's going to be extravagant. Or huge and take up a lot of space,
0: and that's the idea: is you want a bag with a lot of compartments. Uh, one center compartment for the big stuff, and then your side compartments for your tools, things like that, so you don't end up losing them. And make sure you know what's, what goes where. Don't mix it up. Don't be careless with it. Don't be lazy. Put it in its right spot. You'll be glad you did. And I have to I have to toot my own horn about this because usually it's the other way
1: around. I actually found a wonderful husky bag at <laughs> Home Depot. That, that it carries all of my tools and everything, and I and and I was proud because Dan saw it and was like, "Ooh, I want that." And usually it's the other way around. Dan goes and buys something, and then I go, "Ooh, I want that." <laughs> so, um, you know, go out there. Home Depot has a ton of like contractor bags and things like that, that yeah. re- and the tools fit on the outside and all the you know. And I, I like for the Triumph right now. I've got that bag in there, and the one thing that I we haven't mentioned that that you kind of mentioned is I have a full socket set that, that folds up that I, I keep in there just because. There's always something that breaks on that car. So,
0: yeah, I actually have two. Uh, yeah, I have a little, a much smaller one that's much more specialized for the vet that I carry. Obviously, space is at a premium in that car. So, they actually have a pretty big trunk, but when I'm on my trips, I, want, I don't want a lot of weight back there. I don't want a lot of stuff shifting around because I'm a little more spirited with it than the cruiser. Always oh, at the speed limit, though. Always oh, at the speed mm-hmm. limit, yeah. In the Land Cruiser, on the other hand, the one I have back there, I could probably rebuild the entire Land Cruiser with. You you have more closet space in your Land Cruiser than I have in my apartment, so. (laughs) (laughs) So I have this awesome uh, drawer system that I got from a company in Bend, Oregon called Land Shark Outfitters, and it's a custom-made drawer system that goes in the back of that thing. Love this thing. Nick, helped me paint it. Yeah, it was was (laughs) fun. I mean... I will say, as far as the utility goes and
1: and and space, it's wonderful. I mean, it doesn't take up a lot of space, and the the amount of things that you can carry back there is. I mean, you have axes and all your tools, and
0: there's great whiskey storage. And well, that was the most important thing. Well, the
1: (laughs) the small things.
0: (laughs) Yeah, see, yeah, I have everything but the kitchen sink in the back of the Land Cruiser, but obviously that vehicle's yeah Someday. someday. That's a very purpose-built vehicle, though.
1: You, I know secretly the next thing you want is one of those toilet seats that plugs into the the hitch of the car. Well, okay, I want it, too.
0: I'm looking at Nick and laughing because I may or may not have already ordered it. In oh, capital. okay, all right. <laughs> well,
1: for those of you that don't know, Dan and I went wheeling a couple of weeks ago, and there was a, a slight emergency in the middle of the woods. Yeah, so let's talk about that because uh, – It was a shitty situation. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: That's (laughs) all I'm gonna say. You know. One of the other things, the must-haves, and I mean must-haves that you must carry in your car is hand wipes. Yeah, is 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 wipes,
1: wipes, moisturized wipes, because everything from cleaning windshields to
0: emergency bathroom situations to you know cleaning cleaning off your hands, cleaning cleaning off your face, if you get yeah, and that is a big one. Big uh, cleaning out a wound ahead of time. These things are sterile. They'll stay moist. Like, people are laughing. I I hope they're laughing because it makes me laugh that I have them in there. But I have, like, you know. me laugh. Yeah, but I have them in both cars, and I have used those things so many times. Car shows, people just getting their hands dirty, stuff like that. Like, they they always come in handy.
1: Well, and and, and I don't want to stand on my eco platform here, but always make sure that they're flushable. Yeah, and and only use flush one at a time. And a lot of them are,
0: are, are biodegradable. Yeah, that's really important. You don't oh, yeah. don't want to leave a mess, but yeah. uh, a big one though. You can get them in the bulk packs at Costco. That's oh, where that's I, what, I get Yeah, my, of they're course. great. That's yeah, and they
1: come in they come in little individual in single servings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's something that has been a necessity more than anything. I think. I mean, that's because there's always uh, emergencies where you might need
0: some type of wipes. Yep. Another thing out there that I was thinking of, you mentioned earlier in your kit that a lot of these kits come with flares. A lot of these kits are replacing flares with LED lights and stuff. Uh, okay. Big problem there. One, the batteries in those things go bad and leak acid. Most of the time they are not lithium ion and mm-hmm. they don't hold their charge and so you're gonna they're gonna be ruined for cause those things you're not gonna use this thing all the time. You're not gonna pull this thing out and have your emergency strobe light on all the time. Okay, it's nice and it's compact and it saves space, but you wanna get somebody's attention, you know what does that? Fire. You put a fire on the side of the road, you're going to get their attention. So, flares. I always tell everybody, get flares over anything else. One, they don't have a, I mean, I guess they do technically have an exp- expiration date where they kind of fall apart. But it's probably not within your lifetime of the car.
1: Well, and, and and think about it. You're driving down the freeway. You We always see blinking LEDs and things like that, but you don't rotate. But you come up on an accident, Washington State Patrol always has flares out. Because, exactly. And that's the one thing you see. Yeah. And it causes you to slow down, and it causes you to make sure the person's okay.
0: That said, if you're spilling fuel all over the highway, I don't recommend flares. <laughs> <laughs> that is the only time it is not appropriate <laughs> to use flares is if your car is bleeding fuel. Yeah. Also, more importantly than that, you've got a source of heat with flares. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, it sounds strange, but I'm, like I said, I've been planning this. Alc- For the cuddling
1: tri- on the side of the road with the blanket. We're getting it, Dan.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've got a source of heat. you got a source of flame. Fire is important. People are not going to ignore a flare. They are going to ignore, ignore a blinking light that you lay down on the side of the road. Flares are the way to go. Yeah,
1: I mean, everybody goes, well, LEDs are, they're, they're, they don't take much battery life. Yeah, but they're, they're not as bright and they don't attract as enough attention. And, it, and especially if you're on the side of the road with a small shoulder, yeah. you want to be seen no matter daylight or, or darkness. Yeah, and you can't, you can't miss a flare. Well, let's take a, a, a small break and Dan and I will collect our thoughts here and see if we've forgotten anything from our bags. Hey, this is Nick from Rain City Supercars. This part of the podcast is brought to you by M Squared Fitness. Personalized fitness, personalized performance. Find M Squared Fitness online at m2-fitness.com. Mention Rain City Supercars get your first session free. And we're back. Uh, Dan and I are talking about the essential things you should have in your car, summertime, wintertime. One thing that we definitely overlooked in 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 the last segment is a good flashlight. Yeah, just to have some form of light. Not, I mean, we were talking about the road flares as as far as marking your territory there, but you really need a good flashlight even daytime to fix things.
0: Yeah, if you're looking under your car in the daytime, it doesn't matter. It's nice and dark down there. A good flashlight. Uh, If you just need a basic one, whatever you can get a cheap one. I recommend you don't because they just don't last as long. And when you need it, you really need it. Uh, I have a Black Diamond LED headlight that I carry with me. Uh, and a flashlight that goes with me pretty much everywhere. I, I love the headlamp for looking underneath the hood of the car.
1: Everywhere. Like he's on it right now.
0: I, it's, I wear it all the time. <laughs> all the time. <laughs> it's very stylish. <laughs>
1: when he says headlight, by the way, he, he means one that goes around your head. Like he doesn't actually carry around like a car headlight. Yeah.
0: <laughs> a hiker's headlamp.
1: Hiker's headlamp. Yeah. Um, excellent,
0: excellent idea. Right. And you mentioned earlier on, and I was going to add to it, uh, tape, I think, is more important. Uh, duct tape, electrical tape, you should have both. If you're going to carry one, carry the duct tape because it will hold on your bumper. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, if you want that, get 100-mile-an-hour tape.
0: But <laughs> Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, another thing, uh, zip ties. They're not the same thing. They are not interchangeable. One does not replace the other. Uh, if, Like I said, you can hold stuff together with duct tape that isn't meant to be held together with anything else. But zip ties will hold things on uh, and in place if you need it but it do not replace one with the other. You need both. Oh ready. yes, yes.
1: Always double up. Just don't I mean, I I have fixed radiator leaks with duct tape, but if you if you seal the edge of duct tape with a zip tie, you you you're just going to get a little bit farther. Yeah, you can
0: literally create a hose clamp out of yeah. uh, duct tape and a uh, uh, zip tie. I've done it. Yeah, I have two actually. <laughs> you know, that's kind of our essentials. But
1: I want to kind of go farther than that because we talked about your Land Cruiser earlier (laughs) and talk about some of the things that you have in there that most people wouldn't. Mainly a hatchet and an axe and things of like that. So, go kind of give me a, a little bit of a breakdown of what you equipped the Land Cruiser for. And this is, f- you're equipping it for if you're cu- you're stuck in the woods and you can't get out. Yeah. Uh,
0: I love that you differentiated between the hatchet and the axe. I'm of, proud course, of, of course, of yeah. course. <laughs> yes. So, uh, more importantly, I have a chopping axe and a hatchet. You can use a splitting axe. I don't know. Most of the time, if you need an axe in a car, you don't need a splitting axe. You need a chopping axe, a chop down a tree, which is you're going to get more momentum out of it. You can Obviously, you can use a chopping axe for both, but you want to use a chopping axe. And trust uh,
1: me, the axe and the machete will lead to the Band-Aids, the Neosporin, and the back team. Right. It will happen.
0: You know, so in, uh, the last time we went out, I, I used the machete. If there's anything blocking your trail, uh, I, obviously, the, there's probably the most used things in my vehicle around here are probably my machete. Of all things. Well, I remember and you, my had, you had employers. your axe like
1: for less than like a day when we went up in the mountains last year, and we were using within like ten minutes cutting a log that had gone across the road.
0: Yeah, uh, it didn't ruin our day. It would have been. Nope. It gave us a full day of uh, off roading because mm-hmm. we had it. So obviously, okay, let's... and it felt very manly. <laughs> until i ran out of breath (laughs) absolutely two swings in i'm with you yeah obviously i use that thing to go everywhere we've gone everywhere and i love how capable that thing is so off-roading obviously i carry an air down kit uh which people are like well can't you just let the air out of your tires yeah that would take forever so what i got is the uh arb air down kit it literally pulls the valve stem out of the core and holds it in a tube so that you can't lose it but i can air down from 35 to about 15 or less i drop down to if it's I usually drop down between 10 and 15. I can do that in less than 30 seconds, 30 seconds from about. It's ish. also wonderful if you want to get revenge on somebody.
1: I'm just <laughs> saying, <laughs> hypothetically. But, no, it, it is one of those tools. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. And we were on the side of the road, and, and you had, were using it. And I, it was amazing how quickly we were able to, to equip the tire and drop the pressure to go uh, farther up the trail in the snow.
0: Yeah, uh, off-road guys, that is an essential tool. That is probably one of the best things I've ever bought. Uh, Mule Outfitters in Squaw has them in stock. You can order them online, but go support your locals. Go see Mule. They're great guys. Great guys, yeah. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite things I've ever bought for the cruiser. Uh, let's see. I also have replacement valve stem cores and a manual valve stem tool in case somebody else needs one. Uh, you can literally buy a pack of 50 on Amazon for $3. So,
1: I've never even bought those. I didn't know you could buy them.
0: Yeah, so on road, not as much of a big deal, but off road, if you it's not uncommon to need to replace your valve stems. So, we talked about the patch kit. I've got uh, my Maxtrax. Uh, these are good for any vehicle, though. If you're a big snow person and you go up in the mountains a lot, I highly recommend everybody has these in their trunk. These have saved so many people we have gone off road with. They're really good to use as snowshoes, too. <laughs> Yes, yeah, so I don't want to say,
1: but if, they're really good if you got to use them as snowshoes. So, if yeah. you
0: need to walk off the road to be alone, <laughs> to be alone with nature, yeah, they're great for snowshoes. Yeah, and what they are is there's these, they're these plastic mats. They come in sets of two. Just look up Max Tracks online anywhere, and you'll see what I mean. But uh, they can be used for bridging small gaps. Basically, when you start spinning in snow, the idea is not to just keep the throttle down. Okay, that sounds more fun if you actually get traction and go somewhere, but nine times out of ten, you're just digging yourself a hole and making things worse. I have learned through patience and getting stuck a lot that if you slow down... Right, and you, Getting stuck a lot has lead, led to the patience, it's, to be honest. But yeah. yeah, Nick makes a valid point there. <laughs> but uh, it's the minute you start spinning in snow, and I mean like you know you're not going anywhere, you stop. Let it just come to an easy stop, put these behind your tires, back over them, and then throttle forward again. And now you're starting on a sm- on a, uh, a grippy surface that you can actually get some momentum on and get out of that snow. Like I said, these things have come in handy more for other people than myself. I don't know how many times. I don't know if we've ever gone out off-road in the snow and not used them.
1: No. I'm Like the first time you had your axe in the Max Tracks, we went up in the mountains and we ended up using them. And one of them got – they were incredibly strong plastic. And one of them got bent up underneath a really nice lifted – 4 by four jeep and i thought oh this is totaled and it was sitting on the exhaust and I yeah. was, and we eventually got it out and it straightened itself out i mean there's a few little bit of melt marks but it's they've been incredibly
0: yep still use them every single yeah. time
1: um, um the two other things that i that i think we need to bring up as far as the fun in your cruiser you've got a, an incredible uh tow rope it's not it was well, yeah not,
0: i have a 30 foot tow yeah. rope in there
1: and a snatch block
0: and a snatch block for the winch uh yeah. winch has been a lifesaver. like those of you who are kind of like putting off getting a winch or something, if you're an off-roader, it's a game changer. You, if you're not using it for yourself, which I haven't had to do yet, ha ha. I'm making fun of my. <laughs> now listening. you will. Thanks. <laughs> oh, I know. And as I the will. guy that goes over with you, it means I'll have to help you. <laughs> yeah, great. Super. Yeah. Oh, I've just done at, enough damage to me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking forward to uh, getting myself stuck and using it. Honestly, and I know I will. But uh, I was very happy that I had it last time because I had to uh, winch somebody out of a ditch. Several uh, times. Yeah, uh, and just you never don't need a winch when you're off road. They're just it's so much more fun to not worry.
1: Well, and it allows you to kind of do a little bit more and push the edges a little bit more because you know there's a little bit more safety of. Yeah. yeah. Right.
0: Let's see. And speaking of snatch blocks, I only have one right now. I have two more on order. And you're like, why would you have three snatch blocks? What this allows you to do is that if you need to self recover backwards, so your winches in the front, like most people, some people have detachable winches that go front to rear. Really cool. I wanted mine tucked away for more clearance. Basically, I can put a snatch lock in front, one up on the, the other corner, one on the rear corner, and then back to the winch. This way, because I can't pull. My, this will allow me to pull my vehicle from the rear with the winch in the front. So It is
1: amazing that you can do that like with the, with the right leverage points.
0: Yeah, and that uh, 30-foot toe strap uh, plus the tree saver strap uh, ends out to be, I think, I think that ext- extends to about 10 feet when it's all the way out. Uh, 30 foot's actually pretty long for a tow strap. I have to double up a lot. Um, and then I have the shackles. Mm-hmm. So I have I carry six shackles with me. I have two on the bumper and then four in the pack. And then I guess I carry seven. And I have one into a receiver hitch in the rear of the car. Uh, getting yourself a way to get yourself unstuck. So the shackles. Um,
1: and just so we're clear, this is just stuff that, that Dan uses in his truck for, for extreme off-road stuff. This is not stuff that we're suggesting that every car has. I mean, although seeing a Toyota camera go down the road with a snatch block and, and a winch on the front... I'm game, and I will gladly go forward with that person anytime
0: you want. But, There's uh, a guy I follow on Instagram. Uh, Fozromer is his tag. And you guys will love anybody. It doesn't matter if you are into what kind of cars you're into. You will love this guy's tag because he has a, a Subaru. Uh, it's not a Forger. What's the smaller one?
1: The Legacy or the Outback? No,
0: the, the smaller, the newer SUV. What's that oh, thing called?
1: Oh, uh, I was going to say Justy, but it's not. It, I can Same
0: size, it. basically. I, I, I can Man, see I'm drawing it. a blank. Yep. Anyway, I love this thing, though, but he's got it lifted on BFG All-Terrain, same tires I've got. <laughs> With a custom bumper in the front, with a winch, uh, full skid plates all the way around. And he uses the crap out of this thing. It is so cool to see how much he uses this car off-road. Especially the Northwest. Subarus are great cars. I I will
1: say that. I will absolutely say that. Well, I think we've covered a lot. Let's take a quick break, and we'll come back and uh, close it out, Dan.
0: Sounds good. Hey everybody, this is Dan from Rain City Supercars. Rain City Supercars is brought to you by M-Squared Fitness, personalized fitness and personalized performance. Nick and I are both members at M-Squared and can personally testify to the great results. You can find M-Squared Fitness at m2-fitness.com or on Facebook or Instagram at m2fitnessredmond. Mention Rain City Supercars and get your first visit free. But remember, you've got to mention Rain City Supercars. And we're back. Yeah, I figured out what it was. Subaru Crosstrek. Ah, the Crosstrek, yes. I totally cheated and looked it up. I totally cheated and <laughs> looked it up. Well, that's what the Google and the Bing is for. Yeah, so a funny thing. We actually had a, a listener write us in uh, with a correction, which I'm very happy about.
1: We're never wrong. We're like Conan <laughs> O'Brien.
0: <laughs> so, did you know the top speed on a PT Cruiser GT is over 130 miles an hour? I don't even remember talking about one of those cars. We jokingly made an assumption that a PT Cruiser wouldn't go over or would go like 100 miles an hour at most. Ah, okay. And I was corrected, and I have never been happier. <laughs> that seems terrifying. I stick to my previous statement.
1: <laughs> I refuse to admit that car does anything over 90.
0: Uh, you um, imagine seeing a PT Cruiser rock by you at 130? You know,
1: I remember... This is a short PT Cruiser story, and I think I've told you this. I worked at a, a, sh- a shop in Spokane, and this lady came in, and she was very had bought a PT Cruiser and was very patriotic. And at the end of all this stuff, uh, she had me gluing flashing lights into the back of the grill, and I actually it actually looked really interesting when it was done, and it was red, white, and blue in this on this blue PT Cruiser, and she <laughs> and she had you know America cover sheets, and every, I mean it was very PT Cruiserish, but I it was you know. I, Made me hate those cars. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, they served a purpose. And they, I mean, I remember when they came out, they were very retro. And that was, it was like yeah, that. And they that, were cool well, that at the Chevy, time. Well, cool What was that Chevy truck that had the convertible roof? The thing? SSR. Oh, the SSR. Yes, yeah, I do not like this. <laughs> I th- it was one of those cars that people thought they were going to be collectible, they're not. Well,
0: off topic. I apologize. You um, know, they still might be one day. It's just 60 years. we like, somebody bought this. Mm-hmm. And it okay. hasn't rusted. Uh, <laughs>
1: well, I think, I mean, if you have any questions or, you know... Uh, Want to know more? Obviously, contact us. I mean, apparently, we answer our email, even if you tell us we're wrong, which I will hold. I don't
0: know. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love that. I love G- that a PT Cruiser will go 130 miles an hour. Uh, like, GT, the GT, the, the turbo one.
1: Yes, downhill, falling off a cliff, it will go 130 <laughs> miles an hour. I tell absolutely. us how you really feel, Nick. Yes. <laughs> we talk about
0: stanced. If you think we missed something that is absolutely essential to carry in the car, I would love to hear about it, because I think yeah. I, I have yet to come across anything that I, I needed on a trip that I don't have with me, yeah. but if, if there's something I, you think, Dan, you need to have this, you'll be glad you did, I would love to hear about we, it. All these kits that you and I have built are things that we didn't have and needed, <laughs> and you
1: go, oh... Geez, I needed that. I needed I needed fuses, but I didn't think about it. I needed a screwdriver. I brought a Phillips, but I didn't bring a flathead, and that you know didn't allow me to get my yeah. hose clamp off. Things like that. So if you know, always feel free to write us. We you know we're open to our fans, uh, all six of them, and so. <laughs> We have a great time doing this now, sitting from my couch, which is... Hey, ultimate. I've looked.
0: We have way more plays than that.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, seven and a half. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, your mom's <laughs> been listening too. I know, Dan. Uh,
0: so. Yeah, and I, uh, I, I talked about it last time, I think, and I'm still working on getting us on iTunes and all, Spotify and all that. I just, uh, because I wanted to kill myself over the weekend from whatever I had, I did not get a chance to do that yet. I did change our web page. So we are now in a blog format, which means our RSS feed works. So people can subscribe to it via their favorite reader. You can get email updates. You can comment on it uh, directly on the website. I did the same thing with Dan's Drive. So I did manage to do that overhaul. I just did not get into the porting it to Apple yet. And to answer the one question, we will be updating
1: our website with more pictures. There is more than just the Corvette to Rain City Supercars, um, although those so- photos look fabulous. Um, we're going to be updating that very soon. Um, so, and maybe even getting in a, a readers uh, you know car page or something like that would be kind of fun to see some of our, our not readers but listeners yes. car page. Listeners so car page, yeah. We
0: would love to learn more about our listeners. Uh, I know there's a lot of you out there. I get strange comments and stuff people from I didn't know it listened. It makes you really happy. So please write to us. Dan gets a lot of
1: strange comments. It's just the way it goes. That's true. And it's easy for me to suggest these things because I don't know how anything, stuff on the website works. And I just look at Dan and go, will that work? <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us for what I believe is our 10th episode of Rain City Supercars. Next week, uh, we're, you know, we'll have another exciting show. We'll take our shoes off so that we can count to 11 and uh, go for our 11th show.
0: Yeah, actually, you know, we're going to do something fun this weekend, and I'm excited to talk about it on our next event. We are going to the most remote tavern in Washington State, which is 100 miles, I think. It's 105 miles from here in the middle of Capitol Forest down by Aberdeen. And it's called the Brooklyn Tavern. Because
1: everybody knows that if you're going to go drinking at a tavern, you should go to one 100 miles away. And I can't wait, because supposedly this one either has a spittoon or a river that runs through it. or a stream. It's a
0: stream that turns into a spittoon that runs through it.
1: Well, that's got to be healthy for yeah. the environment. So we're,
0: we've got a couple of friends that are going to join us, and we're going to drive down and just go check it out, because it's there.
1: Yeah. We'll give you a full update. Uh, thanks for listening. I'm
0: Nick. And I'm Dan. And don't just get there. Enjoy the drive.